All right, so Ari, I, I have to tell you that I, people will, will laugh at this when I say this, but I, I think I'm not wrong in saying that the greatest battle that we actually have to deal with right now, we may not be realizing it, is this fight against this whole transgender movement. It, it's really, it's not even a, a, a transgender movement, it's something else. It's the effort to destroy the basic distinctions of civilization. So distinctions are what makes civilization. And we are seeing that now with the attempt to destroy the male and female distinction. To say, oh, you know, the very notion that, you know, on a passport, for example, you have to choose between male and female and that you don't have an other, you know, for the one out of every 35,000 people out there who are confused about his or her gender, that that is somehow offensive. And we need to change not only our pronouns, but also our documents and our birth certificates for that matter. Uh, and demand everyone else, you know, to, to speak to us a certain way. It's very odd. Uh, and it makes you think like, well, wait a minute. Why is this the only thing that we are focusing on? Why is this the, the cause du jour? And for that matter, the cause du decade, as it were. Why? I mean, after all, when you think about it, Ari, you know, there, there are, we, I think we talked about this before. There are many left-handed people. One out of every 10 people is left-handed. And it, you know, life is difficult for a left-handed person. We don't, uh, you know, make any accommodations for left-handed people, as it were. Same thing with colorblind people. Uh, that's even more difficult for them. One out of every ten men, uh, yes, biologically male. Uh, there you go. Uh, have colorblindness of some form or another, and it's very difficult for them. Uh, some are extreme, and that's bad, right? But we don't have different pronouns for them. We don't ask them to identify a certain way. We don't ask them, we don't elevate them to a new form of, uh, of social setting in our society. Uh, what about celiac? For example, my sister is celiac. I, I have a lot of friends who are celiac. You know, we don't, they don't expect all restaurants to completely convert themselves so that there's absolutely no flour whatsoever on account of the possibility that somebody who's celiac might come in right? Or somebody who has glute, glucose. No, what is it? Oh my gosh. Gluten intolerance. Um, gluten. They have to deal with this. Yeah. So, uh, and, and there's a, there's a whole identity movement around the CELAC world. I, I don't blame them because it's very difficult for them, but we don't have a different pronoun for them. We don't have, you know, an, an effort to, you know, make them feel different or to identify them in a different way. Right. And it goes on like this, right? There are other things too. People with disabilities, for example, there are many people uh, that that cannot, uh, you know, move around as easily as you and I can, or have mental uh, difficulties and, and you know ADHD for that matter, um, or you know all sorts of crazy things that are going on in the mental incapacities of Ari David, for example. Right? We have to respect that. Th these are different worlds that these people live in, and they have different issues. But for some reason, the only issue that matters is whether or not, you know, where you put your penis uh, and what you do with your vagina and everything else and how you chase your orgasm. Suddenly, that's the only thing that matters. That's the way you should be identified. Not all of, the, all of those other things I just mentioned, disabilities, uh, gluten intolerance, colorblindness, left-handedness, uh, you know, and, and everything else under the sun. No, no, no. The, those things are not important. When Disney now demands, or people are now demanding that Disney, for example, have at least, not just up to, but at least 50% of its new characters 
be a member of the LGBTQ whatever community, uh, then that's that's a little much, isn't it? Right? I mean, it's it's really quite something to to hear. So Disney wants at least fifty percent of its characters now to be a member of the LGBT community, right? That's, this is the essence of what is being demanded of them, at least. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure that they will comply. At some point, they're going to just, just shove a whole bunch of characters in there. But, but wait a minute, you say, why not have uh, people who are celiacs? Why, why not have people who have disabilities of different kinds, right? Why not have people who are blind or deaf? Why not have a colorblind person character right there, right? Why is it that it has to be somebody who identifies as the opposite sex or pansexual or whatever it is that they claim to be asexual? That's a thing apparently also. Why, right? So you, you ask the, this basic question, why is this happening? And the answer is very simple. The answer is because it deals with sex. It deals with gender identity and sexuality, generally speaking. That's why. Because they want to destroy the distinction between man and, and woman, of course, at the same time. That's very important to them. That is the beginning of the end of civilization. Because when you offer people this concept of being able to think of himself as a herself instead of uh, what, what he, as a he, uh, and also in terms of all the sexuality that he wants to engage in, then what you're doing is you're basically saying, you know what, there's no accountability for sex. Do whatever you want. It's very, it's very tempting for a lot of people, right? And you're not accountable for your sexual uh, behavior and who you are or otherwise. You can just be anything and do anything. That's why there's this movement, this transgender movement, seems so closely tied to the uh, pedophilia movement, the, the kind of the pro-pedophilia movement, if you will. We're seeing this, right? And, and even the Kendall, what's her name, Katanji uh, Brown-Jackson, you know, there's some discussion about the, when she was sentencing this one particular uh, man to prison, she took into account the fact that he was 18 and the boy that he molested, that he raped, was eight years old. And you know, he's relatively close in age to that boy. Really? I mean, the, he was more than twice the age of that boy that he raped. More than twice. Don't tell me that, there's a, that, there's, that that was close in age. It's not as if you're talking about somebody who's 70 versus somebody who's 60. That's, that's one thing. But when you're talking about 18 and 8, of course. Anyway, the point is that there's this, this giving way to acceptance of pedophilia, Right? She even talked about the, the idea of that it's okay to collect uh, pornographic um, child porn, I guess, uh, versus actually engaging in, in child porn. So that there's a softening. There's this kind of loosening of the taboo of uh, pedophilia. Yeah, And, and that, following... that's going hand in hand with, with, with the whole notion of what we're talking about, right? That transgender. So it's no surprise. It's all about stripping the accountability, Ari. What do you think? Yeah, and it's following the same pattern. Can you bring the yeah. computer close to you? And it's following the same pattern we had in the uh, gay movement, where at first it was all about acceptance and equal rights. And we were assured they'll never try to get married and they'll never try to spell marriage and they'll never sue a baker or a florist or a photographer. Yeah. And then we got all of that with the Oberfell Supreme Court decision. Yeah. And 
lightning fast in the last 10 years. And by the way, that gay marriage crap took from like 1983 to 2012. Yep. Okay. It took 30 years. That's and the right. last 10, from 2012 to 2022, it's been a blitzkrieg yeah. to the transgender goals. Yep. And we were blitzkrieg is a good word. Yeah. About um, uh, uh, um, uh, child molestation. We were assured that that would, by, by the activists, oh, you have nothing to worry about. We never would rape boys. We would never do child porn. You know, this has nothing to do with children. It's love is love. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting thing, that, a dynamic that you say. They did say all of those things. And not only did they say it, but they said that it was absurd to suggest that these things might lead to the very things that we're seeing today. It was absurd. And we are seeing this incredible rise of, uh, you know, polyamory, not polygamy, polyamory, where these, these groupings of people, and you're supposed to accept it. You know, I talk about a lot in my book, Rise of the Sex Machines. It's an interesting dynamic. It's, it's, it's inevitable that these things will happen. But this notion of sex being just sex is that they're trying to trivialize sex to the point that it's just like having an ice cream. Um, you know, the pleasure that you have eating ice cream, well, that's the same thing. The pleasure you might have, you know, uh, uh, feeling around with somebody else's uh, genitals. That's the idea. And, and they're going for it. They're going all the way for it. And they are robbing children's innocence. It's, it's despicable. It's transparent. And this is what we're seeing in the context of the controversy of the don't say gay bill. I mean, that's, you know what? I'm not going to call it don't, don't say gay bill because that's the way they parlay it. This is a parental rights bill. It was the child uh, it's protection also about bill. The child protection act. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's about, you know, I, I would call it let, let kids be kids act. That's what I would call it. Uh, in, in order, or keep kids innocent act or something like that. Protect kids. Uh, the, the, the one thing that robs a child of his innocence, presto pronto like that, is showing him uh, pornography or talking to him or showing him images of sex of any kind and then explaining it to him as if it's somehow a good thing, boom, your, your, your kid's innocence is gone, gone, gone. That's it. And that's exactly what they want to do. They want to trivialize sex. They want to make sex something that is so uh, ever enjoyable uh, to do. And you can experiment, you know, with your, with, you know, in, in gay sex, you can exp experiment with the, with the, uh, you know, heterosexual sex uh, with many different people. It's all good. That's exactly what they are doing and what they want to do. They've always wanted to do it. And, and the reason why they had to argue this, uh, don't say gay crap, which they know is a lie. It doesn't say that. It's, it's precisely because they know that um, it, it interferes with the actual agenda. That's, well, that's they, the reason they why. Know they, they know that they want to advance the agenda and that's the reason why they're pushing right, this. Right, but more than that, this bill is unopposable. No one in their right mind, no one who's clear thinking, no one has a decent moral compass would ever have a problem with teaching kids under nine years old or, or yep. the banning of teaching kids under nine years old prurient materials. No one. Right. And so it's an indefensible position. So like everything else in the left, well, of course, they have to change that immediately into some sort of bigotry. Right. And then notice the anodyne is so interesting, this balance Um on the one hand, let's – and by the way, I love the Disney Corporation. I do. I mean, overall, the totality of what they do has far outweighed the damage they do because, I mean, they've contributed so much to our culture 
and they've contributed to so much great family entertainment over the years. That's why it's so painful that this company is on the wrong track on this stuff. But it's so interesting to me that the very week they're opposing a perfectly reasonable, unassailable bill, they are caught doing extreme sexual things in their content against families and children. It's not like it's not like it was a um, zero-sum game of so- sorts where, oh, we were just in opposition to this bill because we have a large number of creatives in our company who happen to have alternative lifestyles. No. At the same time, they were foisting <coughs> alternative lifestyles upon their customer base. Yeah. So it was, you know what I mean? It's a huge disparity. It's, uh, you know, when you uh, are watching a game and one team scores and then the other team scores versus stopping a score and getting a score. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's a huge spread yes. between the, the points here. It's know? a good point. It's a really good point. And, and, but it's going and, back and, to the, and then the timing of it, you know, the, yes. hap, the, the fact that it happened the same week. You look, the, the, the agenda is what it's all about. It's the reason why they threw up this, uh, this don't, gay, say, don't say gay narrative is not because uh, you know, they, they think that they, they haven't read the bill, the ones who are saying that. They, they have read the bill. The reason why is they, they want to destroy this bill and they want to make sure that kids are taught sex. So they, they, they throw up this smokescreen so that you get confused and you get all the people who are, you know, who don't, are not savvy enough to just read the headline and say, what? I can't say gay? That's ridiculous. And, and they're un, unknowingly, unwittingly participating in the fight against this bill, which, of course, is very reasonable that they, if they actually read the bill, they would say, I love this bill. This is, makes a lot of sense. Kids should be protected, especially if you have a kid yourself, you would understand. So the other thing is, you know, Ari, there's a little bit of noise in the computer. So if you wouldn't mind putting the microphone close to your mouth, I think it'll be a little bit more clearer. There you go. All right. So, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is a tough technology that we're dealing with, folks. You know, very complex for Ari. We love Ari, but it's very complex for him, you know, because putting a microphone to his How closer does to his it mouth. Work? <laughs> you see, you see, I told you that there are some people who have these kind of disabilities, right? People who have disabilities who are unable to get the microphone close enough to the mouth to be clear, right? That I'm that you know, there's no identity being. for that. You don't expect Disney to, to have a character who can't put his microphone close enough to his mouth, right? Yeah, okay. That, it, it's just case in point, my friend. All right. Another I'm thing that's going on. Brock, I'm a yeah. human being. <laughs> the outfit band. Yes, exactly. So uh, the other thing about this uh, movement, it, it's very interesting because you see uh, this alleged jump in people who identify in a transgendered way and that they're otherwise uh, binary or whatever they want to call it, pansexual and so on. Um, and by the way, they're kind of confusing. It seems like they're conflating uh, somebody who identifies as the opposite sex or being something else or being binary uh, and conflating that with somebody's actual attraction to something else, which is odd that they can't seem to separate the two. But that's another story altogether. I don't want to drill down on that, as it were. So, But what is interesting is there's, there's this huge jump. If you look at the decades, uh, through, throughout the decades, it was one out of 35,000, maybe even less. Uh, back you know, 20 years ago, if you were to look now, uh, all of a sudden, you have this huge spike in young girls, especially adolescent girls who identify as boys and not, not 
so much the other way around, but there's still a spike even the other way around. And so you say to yourself, oh, well, the reason for that is that, that now they, they feel safe to come out. Now they feel safe and identify themselves, whereas previously it was taboo. And now they're being told it's okay. So now, now we're revealing the actual numbers of people who identify in a transgendered way. I call BS on that. That's garbage. I think the real reason why, Ari, is because, you know, think about it. These are adolescent teenage girls who now can get attention, right? All of a sudden. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's more than attention. It's because they're being encouraged to and because they're given yes. good strokes. Okay. Oh, oh absolutely. They're, 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 they're being choice. encouraged. They're being celebrated. They're de- like you said, they're desperate for attention, but good attention, positive attention. And, yes. and so, and a lot of these people are, are butt ugly and butt ugly <laughs> usually get, seriously, they're butt I, ugly. So they're well, the yeah, kind of, yeah, all of a sudden they, all of a sudden they, they type yeah, of self-esteem yeah. lacking kind of individuals who, when they get those kind of strokes, find it irresistible. Oh, totally. And, and, they, know, and they know, and they know, all right, hold on. All right. You're, you're, you're right about that. Uh, I just don't want to keep on going too much on this because your point is, is a good one. But and ugly. well, it's not yeah. just the butt ugly thing. It's about attention at the end of the day where they suddenly are told that this is a great way where they can elevate themselves, you know, in, in the culture around them where they have previously been outcasts for different reasons altogether. For whatever reason, they feel to be a nerd, they're not athletic, whatever it is. And, and that's okay. Everyone went through that phase. But now here's a, an, an off-ramp from all that. And not only are you accepted, but you're celebrated. You're, you're an extraordinary person. We, we need to uh, you know, celebrate you now for being binary, for being pansexual, for being whatever. Uh, and, and that's, I think, the reason why it's happening so much. Now, the next question is, why is it? that it seems to be mostly, not all, but mostly adolescent girls desiring to be boys, right? To identify suddenly as boys. They even have- Because little... they're told in the political sense right. how terrible it is to be a woman. You'll only make 75 cents on the dollar. It's a white man's world. Well, I don't know about that, Ari. I, I don't know about that, but I simply- I, I'm Of course you, it is. No, no, no. I don't think about that at all. I think it's, uh, it's again, something about, you know, girls want to be the boys and it's, it's just a very interesting dynamic going on. What's also interesting is they're now developing this thing. You can actually find it online. It's weird. They have this kind of soft felt like, uh, you know, thing that, that kind of mimics a penis and you can put it in your underwear and uh, you can get a little bulge in your pants and, uh, you know, pretend to yourself that you're, you're a boy. It, it feels like you have, you know, boy parts there, you know, and I've it's been so funny. Like, one for years. Well, we've all been, we, we all knew that already a long time ago. That's, I mean, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. But it was maybe too much information right now. Right. Well, anyway. The, the, point, the, point, is, the point is, the point is that you have this, uh, you know, Freud was, you know, lambasted for talking about this notion of penis envy. Well, what is this but penis envy, right? This is, this is exactly penis envy. You know, you buy your penis, you put it in your pants, and you walk around as if you're a boy. Don't tell me there's no penis envy involved. They even have one that you can attach to yourself if you have girl parts that allows you to pee standing up. I mean, it's oh, unbelievable. God. It's like a cup and straw system. These, you know? people, these people have nothing better going on in their lives that they have to do all these you know, mental and physical contortions, literally both ways, uh, to kind of create this illusion that they're somehow the opposite sex. And it's bizarre. 
It just is bizarre. It, and, and nobody buys it either. That's the thing about it. So look, it, there's so are you much. Saying, are you saying Rachel Levine, four-star Admiral Rachel Levine, isn't a beautiful, courageous, and brave woman? I, I believe I am you, saying that. Yes, I am, I'm saying that. You're not sexually attracted to? <laughs> anyway, so uh, what I wanted to say on that score, Ari, is that, yes, uh, they're so focused on all these mental and physical contortions that I think they don't have the energy to actually contribute very much to society. That, that's the weird thing about it, I, right? I mean, you can get all hot and bothered about, about that, but the reality is, Look, I mean, it, it, this is not as if it's a, you know, a, a naturally um, occurring minority group like uh, blacks or Hispanics or Jews or what, what have you, you know, who, who you know, are just simply born with darker skin or whatever. Uh, but they, they, they contribute to society in every other way. But transgenders, you know, they, they're so focused on all the sexuality part of it. At what point do they have time to actually, you know, do something constructive society that's not sexual, right? That's that's the weird thing about it. I mean, how it's, many- an, it, it's an interesting point you make because also haven't we been told by the feminist movement for decades that a woman is more than a pair of tits and a vagina? A woman right. is more than just to be whistled and catcalled at. And then right. you have these people who don't look like beautiful women at all, and they scowl at you if straight people are not attracted to them with raging boners. Right, exactly right. They all they yeah, and 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 they want to make a law to, to they, they want to make a law to force people to be attracted to them, which is very bizarre. But but well, you're right like about the this. Are, are, are the law. Uh, so so the point is that now we have this these new dynamics going on, and they've demanded that everyone look at them from a sexual point of view, and you know, to, to identify them in a sexual point of view, to, to think of them only in terms of their sexuality and how they view themselves. There's so much energy being spent on that. And so, you know, at, at some point, do you say, well, can we talk about you being a lawyer? Can we talk about you being a doctor or otherwise? Uh, you know, you don't see it too much, right? I mean, you don't see these great contributions from the t- transgendered community, right? You you do see a lot from the black community, from the Jewish community, from the Mexican oh, community, and Barack, so forth. You, right? you just stepped in it. You don't see contributions. What about transgendered athletes? There you <laughs> see the Good point. Yes, except right. for that. Good point. It's where, 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 where it's completely where completely altered uh, ba- based upon a male yes. uh, male anatomy and the male figure and all that stuff and and how much more of an advantage that they have and 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 you know what what makes this all just go away in terms of authenticity. What makes it, what blows away all the authenticity is the fact that when a woman when a woman a girl feels like a boy. She never goes and plays with the boys' team. You ever notice that? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so it's all BS. Mm. It's all BS. But when it comes to the Olympics, surprise, you know, it, it only goes one way. It's so weird. It's so inauthentic, so disingenuous. All those words. It's disgusting. And everything about it is designed to destroy the distinction between male and female. Plain and simple. That's what it is. It's all about creating and sowing chaos in our civilization. This is not about elevating these people who are sadly uh, confused about their gender. This is not about that. It's not. They're being, they're used, they're pawns, and they don't even know that they're being played as pawns. And that is what is so tragic to me. I hate it. I hate to see it happening. And then they want to use your kids for that very purpose. And that, my friends, is unacceptable and unforgivable. How about that? How yeah, about and that? then... 
And then, but when you destroy distinctions, how can you uh, classify evil as different from good? Yes, when you, of course. When you uh, have no distinctions, how can you know the difference between the Lord, the God of the universe, the creator of the universe? Well, there you go, and the there you go. Of, and the God well, of look, Earth. Look, if, if, they, if they get you used to the language of male and female and saying, it's no big deal. And see, they're, they're training you. They're basically grooming you, to use that phrase. They're grooming you into getting used to the idea that there are no distinctions. So when they, they, they get you to believe that a man could be a woman and there's no such real thing, it's all an artifice to be male or female, well, then it's so much easier to get you to believe that there's no such thing as right and wrong, good or evil, right? It, it, and that's exactly what they've been doing. Yeah, but it also exposes such a vulnerability if we on the other side would just use it. Oh, I guess that means there's no such thing as global warming. I guess there's no such thing as pollution. I guess there's no such thing yes. as the dangers of fossil fuels. I guess there's yeah. no such thing as dangers of nuclear power. How Take that left. That's right. Boom. Everything is relative and everything is yeah, what you feel like. And, uh, it's exactly right. So, but we have to look, my whole point in this podcast, and this is the main thing I want to leave with is that we have to fight this fight. This is the most important fight. And I know it sounds very funny to say that, but this is actually a fight we need to get into and to say, no, my boy's a boy, my girl's a girl. And, and there's nothing wrong with me wanting my biological male boy to be a boy. I, I hope that he identifies as a boy. And not only that, but I hope that he's attracted to girls uh, later on in his life. And that's the way I, I, it's okay for me to want that. Okay. It, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with being gay. That doesn't mean that at all. But what it does mean is that I don't want to be, I don't want my kids being played. I don't want them to be used as pawns. And I certainly don't want their innocence to be robbed. And when they tell me that I don't know what I'm saying and how to, how to handle my own kids, and then they impose their uh, visions of sexuality and they want to tell my kids that they should see sexuality, whether it's gay or straight or otherwise, no, sir, no way. That's where the rubber meets the road. I am not going for it. And we need to fight and we need to fight really, really strong. This is it. This is the, the, this is the, the, the bottom line as it were. Okay. We, we, we just have to fight. And the good news is this bill, this parental rights or whatever it is, the child protection act. That's great. That's exactly the kind of bill that needs to be fought and needs to be fought over and over again. And when they say to you, Ari, that, well, this is a, this is a nonsensical bill for dealing with an issue that doesn't exist. Don't, don't give me that crap. Okay. This, this, that's garbage. That's yeah, like saying, we is, we're that's like saying you shouldn't have a, you shouldn't have a crime. You, you shouldn't declare murder a crime until there's a murder. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's absurd. It's the same thing as you can abort a baby after three months of life. You no. Know, and, and by the way, you and I are in a different bucket or a different tranche in the population because as parents, we've recently seen the real material that's taught to, to, to kids in school. Yes, good point. And trust yep. me when I tell you this, audience members, it's actual pornography. It's not, I'm not using the word pornography as a colloquialism to go, oh, they're teaching porn in school when they're just teaching, say, penis, vagina, testicles, ovaries, or something like that. Yes. And this is how the plumbing works. It's right. actual pornography. That's exactly right. Well, that's where we want to leave it, folks, because we need to understand it's actual pornography. And what do we do about it? Okay, here we go. You become teachers in schools. You join the student council. You join the, sorry, the uh, the, the school uh, school board. 
and you run for office, you run for mayor, you do whatever you can to get involved and fight against this crap. Because if you don't do it, nobody else will. That's the way we win on this very important front in the culture war where they are trying to destroy not just America, the civilization itself. That's what I'm telling you. And God bless this country. You know, we're still a free country, but we need to keep it that way. All right, folks, Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week.